the woman with the hemorrhage going, if I just touch the tassel of his garment, this just little gesture that let God work. And again, for many of us, it's one of the most touching. And in this moment of reaching out to, to Jesus, her life was radically transformed and many of us as well. Little actions, little gifts of ourselves to let God work. Hi, welcome back to Valdoco. I'm Amy. I'm Father Steve. And today we have a special guest on Zoom, another Zoom podcast. Today we have... Brother Travis. Glad Brother to be here. Travis. Amen. Brother Travis is over at Dom Bosco Prep in New Jersey. He is... The official title is campus minister or youth minister. What do we call it now? Yeah, coordinator of youth ministry. I think it's the title on the door, but uh, the, I work with young the, people with Anthony Falco. We're the office of youth ministry. Amen. Coordinator of youth ministry. Uh, to that big school over there in New Jersey. A lot of work to be done, but he's taking a few minutes minutes with us uh, for this podcast episode. So thank you, brother, for being here. It's good to be here. And over the past two weeks, we two weeks ago, we did a little episode with Father Lou on St. John Bosco and um, Father Lou's experience of St. John Bosco in his life, in his childhood, and then today in our world. Uh, last week, we had the dream of the two pillars read by amy and myself and then reflection with vicky and today we thought we'd do a little bit on on what's called the strena the strena for this year uh we thought we'd do a little bit with brother travis kind of what it is what is the strena and what it means for us as a solution family in the united states and what we can kind of get out of it or what it's meant to call us to so we'll do a little bit of that but first maybe we'll just a little get to know travis again I think we already, most people listening probably know who you are, but maybe a quick uh, who Brother Travis is, and then maybe one thing of like your your direction for this year, your word, your resolution, how your year has started, your take for this 2023. So quickly who you are, and then maybe your uh, your journey, how it's begun and where it's going in 2023, whatever you can give us. That was probably the longest, biggest question I've ever been asked in my life. <laughs> yeah, I do that. I do that. <laughs> um, so Travis Gunther, trying to follow Christ in the way of Don Bosco, um, messing up all along the way, but God is merciful and forgiving, and Don Bosco is a good father. Um, and so figuring it out. Um, I love good conversations. I'm finding more and more. Um, it's like one of my favorite things. So it's it's great. I'm grateful to be here on this podcast to share in another one. And um, I guess the word for the year, I the first one that comes to mind is mercy, mercy towards others, mercy towards myself. Amen. And accepting God's. I'll take that. That's a good word. I don't know if there's a better answer. So <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. All right, great. So let's just start. I mean, first, if you can help us just understand, I don't know where people are, whoever's listening on, their knowledge of the strena, like what that actual thing is, why we have it, where it comes from, what are we supposed to do with it? So maybe just general information on the word strena and what that means for us as a Silesian family. Uh, not like so, a definition of strena, but... I was about to say, I don't know the <laughs> etymology of strena. I know in Spanish, they, it changes, or in Spain, it's guinaldo, uh, which is like guide. Mm. Uh, and simply put, it, it's a gift that goes back, to, uh, we're looking at like 150 years or more, I think more um, of this gift of at the beginning of the year, Don Bosco giving a gift to the boys and to his collaborators, uh, a simple phrase um, for them to carry, carry throughout the year. 
And so that tradition has continued. The rector major gives us a phrase specifically for the Salesian family. So all 30 plus groups and tens of thousands of us around the world, the something to, to give us focus, which um, in recent history, meaning few decades, is usually tied to some of the direction that the Pope has given us um, for the year or recent talk that the Pope has given, uh, encyclical or other. And yeah, so that's kind of the basis of it is it's a simple phrase to to guide us, both our ministry, but also our like refocusing because we always need to readjust um, so that we can grow and become better. And so the this is to be one of those guides, like a refresher every year. Nice. And I see Amy has brought her strena. She's read it diligently. She's studied it. What is the strena for 2023 for the Salesian family? As the leaven in today's human family, the lay dimension of the family of Don Bosco. Amen. Amy changed the word. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a better translation. <laughs> right. So good. As the yeast or as leaven in today's human family, um, the lay dimension of the family of Don Bosco. Beautiful. I had to read that from a distance. Don't have it memorized. Um so then let's kind of try to break it down a little bit. I don't know the best way to do this, but obviously our rector major wrote 30 pages on it and he created a video that's on YouTube that you can watch on the Strena. Um, so there's already things. We had the Solution Spirituality Days uh, in January. So there's been a lot of information out there, um, but let's go ahead, Travis. Let's break it down a little bit. If you want the sh shortest version in written form, mm. look up there are two official images for the strena and a description of why those images were chosen are like half a page quick description and then you have an image a visual to go with it so if you need to present it or just need a refresher or a, like just look up strena 2023 image and and that's, so if you're wanting the quick if you want to dig deep go into the video and the um the 30 page document but that's the images i always find are my favorite because it's interesting two different artists interpreting the same quote yeah. beautiful okay we can put that on the on the instagram or on whatever try to put that out there as well i haven't i've seen the images but i have not read the description so that's good uh good advice thank you um so let's try to begin uh you want to begin with amy or begin with brother travis I'm going to ramble so i suggest <laughs> amy or father steve <laughs> all right amy let's let's give us some insights start us off on on the strena your take um especially being a lay woman in the church wow your your take on the strena and what that means for the Salesian family okay so i'll just give um a quick background of why he chose um or kind of why it's explained why this was chose chosen so yeast works silently and often unnoticed it's the only living ingredient and it completely transformed the dough around it so the idea is um, the yeast um, in the Bible with the, the kingdom of God um, kind of working silently, unnoticed, but making this massive change or having the potential to make massive change around it. Um, and so that invitation that lay people are that for the world, um, they're that for the church, but but in the world as well, that we exist in the world in a different way that maybe a priest or brother or sister cannot. Um, and we're having these relationships every single day with people that um, can truly transform uh, in a very unique way. And that we have that call, we have that vocation um, to not take that lightly 
and to take that as an invitation every single day. Um, one of the things that I really um, liked that was a quote from the Shrena was, the quality of human relationships is the privileged place for the proclamation of the gospel and the flourishing of the charism. And so those words may seem like, what, what, what are you trying to say? But just like the ability to enter into relationships with people or the relationships that were already entered into, but then that is an area for them to encounter God. That's an area for us to encounter God. And it's just so Salesian, but it's just also so Catholic. Um, and so that's what we're being called to as lay people in a unique way and and for the church to recognize that ability um, that in the secular world, that in these relationships, that in these moments that maybe don't seem Christian or religious, that this can happen in a very silent and transformative way. Beautiful. And I didn't read so carefully the whole the whole strena, but for me, when I was first going through it, that idea of the only living ingredient was was really cool. And I've seen it in, you know, the different places that I've been, like the workplaces, you see some people who are really living the faith or who are really, you know, humble and just doing their daily tasks. There's some joy, the way that they're able to transform around them. No, like it may seem insignificant. It may seem like they're really not doing anything extraordinary, but if you took them out of that, the whole environment, the whole feeling of the place changes. So it's, it's really amazing to see um, just some humble people throughout the years, you know, different people who work in the in the school or at the parish or I don't know, different places that I've been. You see people just kind of working and doing what they're supposed to be doing, but with a great joy, great faith, great love, and it really transforms. So I don't know. I love that imagery of of this living ingredient, this living ingredient, something that's able to influence and change and transform. It's nice. It's good. Good insight. What, you, what about you, Brother Travis? I I really like the image of the yeast. Um, in the sense of, like you're talking about, it's the living ingredient that it works silently, but it only works through contact as well, mm. that, that it has to be included, um, and which is kind of the relational aspect that Amy was talking about, that we have, there has to be encounter um, for the leaven uh, to work. And, like, and it's, it doesn't matter how big or small the gift is, whether it's the vocational gifts that we bring as lay religious priest, brother, sister, like the whole gamut, single married, um, working at home, working at a job um, and whatever field, like everything, all the gifts we bring, it's the yeast is this tiny little thing <laughs> that through God's initiative, like grows and takes over. And it doesn't, yeah, it like it doesn't matter our gifts. We just got to bring them and let God run with them because we're the the leaven, the yeast. God's got the recipe and we got to let him work the recipe. Um, but he can't work unless we present it. So it's as much as like the story of the woman mixing three, three measures of flour uh, with the yeast, which at first I was like, okay, whoop, whoop do doo She's at home making bread. <laughs> you know, it's kind of this cute home image. Uh, when If you read the little commentary in the Bible, it's a measure of flour feeds a hundred people. Like she's not just making <laughs> bread for her family or if she is, she's got a huge family. <laughs> like we're, we're going to town and it's, but still the yeast for all of that might fit in your two hands. Yeah. And yet the flour for that bread would probably fill a few five gallon buckets or a huge top. Like it's just this crazy amount, but yet the part that makes the change is, is so little. And 
and that the yeast is what gives bread its flavor. Um, that it is that transformed little piece. And like in the gospel, if we go outside, it's it's the little kids, the five loaves and the fish. He brought his lunch. Yeah. And his lunch <laughs> is probably one of many of our favorite stories in the Bible. Um, but it required this little kid bringing his lunch to Andrew and going, hey, this is what I got. Um, or the woman with the hemorrhage going, if I just touch the tassel of his garment, this is just little gesture that let God work. And again, for many of us, it's one of the most touching. This like she had suffered for 12 years. And in this moment of reaching out to, to Jesus, her life was radically transformed. And many of us as well, uh, recognizing these little moments. So it's like the gospel is littered with the, these moments of, of yeast, of little actions, little gifts of ourselves to let God work and, and run with. Yeah. Amen. Those are beautiful images. And then just, you know, also going to the fact of, I guess, our baptism, because all of us are leaven, you know, so all of us in society are meant to live out our baptism in these little ways, let God work, transform society. So in our baptism, we are called to be this yeast and this leaven in society. Um, but then the reality is, if we really live out our baptism, we're going to be called to different things and be called to live in specific ways. And so then we start to see the difference of vocations of married life, of single life, of priest, brother, sister, diocesan priesthood, you know, all these different things that we see uh, lived out. But the common foundation is is us being baptized and giving the grace to to live out this faith. Um, so I don't know if you can kind of speak about that a little bit on either of you, kind of this idea of just the difference of vocations and each one, all of us called to be leaven, but in in specific ways being called to different things. Right, if I can run with the yeast analogy, yeah, it's, it's really the question or leaven, whatever we're calling it. You know, it's, <laughs> um, there's so many things that you can make with it. And again, God's got the recipe. It's part of our willingness to go, God, what is the recipe you're writing for me? You know, what is it that you're making with it? And if we look at the process of a recipe, we really don't necessarily know where the recipe is going if we're just looking at from what's showing up in the bowl until we get towards the end. And so there's this level of trust and understanding where God is calling us that like there's some funky ingredients that go like even just look at bread, like it's just simple, you know, flour, water, like there's a moment if you're mixing, especially if you're mixing by hand, that it's not the greatest feeling thing or the <laughs> the most exciting thing. But I don't know anybody that like doesn't get excited about the smell of like fresh bread coming out of the oven. And let's be honest, if we even the analogy of vocation, not all of us are called to be sourdough or pumpernickel or or <laughs> fresh bread. Some of us are meant to make beer or wine or other fermenting processes. Like I I like the analogy because it's kind of a fun question to ask God. It's like, which recipe, you know, would you make of me? And I was like, I'm thinking pumpernickel, like hearty. <laughs> not everybody likes it, but at the end of the day, hopefully good for you. Um, there's that a few is, sour elements in it. I'm working on it. That uh, is a great question. But I, I think God may be calling me to, to that, or that's the analogy I have so far. What kind of bread are you, Amy? <laughs> I don't know. I love sourdough bread, but I don't think I'm <laughs> I don't think I'm that awesome. <laughs> I'm praying to be beer, actually. You're, when you first thought of it, I was like, I'm down for being a, a nice vat of beer. Uh, that uh, bread made of beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, though. I'm going to think about that. The different personalities, different breads, but then the, yeah, the different yeast. Vocations. Uh, different vocations. Yeah. Amy? 
um, when we're talking about kind of the like the smaller elements and just the different gifts that we have and just bringing whatever we have, um, like the five loaves and two fish, I like that Don Angel put in here some examples of lay people. But some of the examples of lay people, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm probably never going to be that person. <laughs> that person is like, wow, um, very dynamic and very brave and very courageous. And I don't know, you know, if called upon if I could be that person. But then he also quotes a couple of times in there um, the idea that when we're given these heroic um, saints or blesseds, venerables, servants of God, like when we're given these heroic people, it's not to necessarily copy and paste and become that person, but to be inspired in our own way to just seek out how is God calling me. And I feel like that's that's said a lot, but it's hard to really sink in. And even um, Vicky has spoken to me about our young team, so our youth leaders, for a Salesian leadership retreat, when we would give them some of these young saints who died as martyrs or who just died of illness at a very young age, they would say, I, but I could never be that. And they kind of couldn't get past that initial initial stage of, I can't do exactly what that person did. But to take that as an opportunity, instead of just saying, okay, let's find a saint who's a little bit more easy to imitate, to also say, okay, that's great that these people are maybe easier to, to imitate in your own life, but to be challenged to just say, I know that I can't be that person maybe. With the grace of God, okay, we can, we can of course, take on more virtues, but you know, maybe I can't be that way, but how am I being called? And to move past that initial, like, I can't be that person. <laughs> um, and so maybe in my life, I'm being called to have gifts and talents that look different, that maybe by the world standards look smaller, but that doesn't mean that God isn't calling me to use those in a way that like, again, what we've talked about, like the, the small leaven, the small yeast, my small gift, my small talent can change the world. And, and so inviting the young people around us and inviting the adults around us to take another look at some of those saints and saying, how can this be more attainable in my own life? Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And, and just to think that, okay, we're not going to be able to transform the entire world. But when we look at our little places, we can do a lot in our schools, in our offices, like doing the little things really well. And then also this idea of comparison, like there's two routes you can take with comparison. No, you can take comparison and say, I want to be that person. And then that stops you from being who you are. Or there's a way to compare. And it's kind of like a motivation. Like I learned from this person. I'm learning the good things. I'm learning the virtue. So I can compare myself and say, okay, I like what that person has. I'm going to work and try to gain some virtue or something in that direction. But I know I, I've experienced both. I've experienced comparison when it's like motivating and it kind of you know gets me up, makes me go to the gym or it makes me, I don't know, train harder or makes me study or read a book or I don't know, something like that is comparison that makes me better and motivates me to do do good things. But then I've also experienced comparison of like jealousy of like, I want to be that person. I want their gifts. I want to to be popular like them. I want to whatever, have hair like them, <laughs> whatever it is, is like, you know, in those ways, that comparison really brings us down. But when it's comparison that motivates to become the saint that we're supposed to be in our little ways. Uh, and, you know, we were talking about the, uh, what is it called? The calendar of saints last night. And one of the priests was like, it's getting pretty crowded. It's, it's getting like all <laughs> the saints, <laughs> all the saints we have to celebrate. It's like, it's the, the liturgical calendar is getting a bit uh, stuffed. 
we don't really need more canonized saints. Like we just need people to live their day to day, like live it well and and not expect to be okay, this great canonized saint, but we need more people who are just living this, like living your baptism, living the the ability to be the little leaven in your day-to-day life. And and let's just go, it's simpler, humbler, little things is is the way to go. So it's just, it's just a I mean, we want more saints, I guess, but it's getting a little crowded. <laughs> Just go to Europe. Yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> uh, the other thing kind of going off this is, is this idea of complementarity or harmony. Um, like how all the ingredients, you know, so it's not just yeast, but it, it like brings out the best and they all work together. And then it's this complementarity, this harmonious um, kind of way of things working to then become bread or become beer or become whatever the final product is. So even in the Slesian family, or I mean, for us, we we hear most often complementarity when it's like priest brother in our Slesian society, you know, so like there's complementarity of that. But I think in all of the church, there's this communion that we speak about all the time, this meant to be some sort of harmony, uh, complementarity. I don't know if you have uh, any comments on that aspect of, of this. We're in it together. We're going to step on each other's toes. It's just part of figuring it out. Um, but yeah, I think it's figuring out how do we, how do we work together? Like how do we like complementarity? I I find leads sometimes leads to a comparison of what do they have that I don't have or I have that they don't have, and so we can complete each other. And there's some beauty in that. There's some good in that. But it's more than worrying about what we have and don't have. It's what can I give. What can I offer to help us advance the kingdom of God? Because that's what the whole story of the leaven, the yeast, the mustard seed is, is the kingdom of heaven is coming. Yeah. And the yeast is this example of it growing. So I, for me, more than getting worried about how do we complement each other is, no, what can I give? What can I bring? Um. Yeah, it's the same question I get when people ask, you know, well, what's the difference between a brother and a priest? Yeah. It's like, I'll be honest, my worry <laughs> has never been about our difference. Our worry yeah. is about how do we share this mission together as Salesian priests and brothers and Salesian sisters? Like, we're all working in this mission and given what we've got. Um, and if you want to worry about the differences, sure, you know, that's a this conversation. But that's not the first conversation to have. First, yeah. let's figure out the mission. Yeah. Amen. And the mission includes? The whole Slesian family, no, which is mostly lay people. In the in the in the document, it says like ninety nine percent of the people are lay people. No, that's that is our church. So it's our church is made up of people not called to be priests, brothers, and sisters. Um, that they're working, their moms, their dads, they're you know living a, a daily life of teaching lawyer. I don't know everything under the sun. No, so I don't know. If, when you think of complementarity or when you think of this communion of the Salesian family or communion of the church, Amy, what do you, what comes to your mind? I think that we have great examples from both of our offices represented here because brother Travis, you work side by side with Anthony Falco. And then in our office, um, you know, it's me, Vicky, but then it's father Lou, it's father Steve, um, Adam, Julia. So we have representation and that matters to have people from every single vocation involved in the ministry and in places where they're being listened to and where they're being able to impact changes and where they're being respected. Um, because that's the only way that 
this can actually work, that everyone can bring their gifts forward because if it's constantly um, just lay people or just priests or just brothers or sisters, like if it's constantly just one um, voice being heard and you're not listening to other people and you're not putting them in places um, on parish councils, in offices, in places that you can actually hear them, um, then I you're not going to be able to get that full impact of God's mission of the kingdom of God because you're constantly just seeing it from one perspective. And so I think it's beautiful that even just here, like that has been a conscious decision that was made. Um, and so we're able to see, you know, what gifts people can bring and we're able to impact different people in, in different ways. And we're able to bring, um, like, it's wonderful to know that you're going to be on a program, Father Steve, because we know that we can offer these sacraments are set. Yeah. We know that mass is set. We know that um, that we're going to be able to offer reconciliation, adoration, things like that. Um, and then it's wonderful to be able to have the witness of a brother to be like, this is how you can actually live out in a beautiful, consecrated way, doing these tasks that any lay person is doing, any young person is doing. And I am right there with you and I'm this living example for you. So to have a brother on a program um, whenever we do is a beautiful testimony to that. So to be able to have those examples, to be able to ha to show that variety and not just speak about that variety, but to actually show it and live it. Yeah. Just jumping on that, because I know I was like, don't worry about the difference and all that. I, I think there's the other part of I can't witness what it means to be a husband or a father or a mother or or a sister. Like I can talk about it. I can recognize the beauty of it, but I can never give example of it. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the like key things that is completely lost. Like you're saying, if they're not represented, if their voice isn't heard, not just the perspective, but the fact of we can't witness to each other's vocations. We can affirm them. We can recognize them. We can celebrate them. But at the end of the day, I can't be who I'm not. And I shouldn't try to be who I'm not. Amen. Yeah, and St. John Bosco, I mean, we have in our constitutions that he founded this vast movement of persons, vast movement of people um, to help in the mission of the salvation of the young, especially through education you know, and salvation of souls. So how beautiful it is, the Salesian family in our church, it's big, beautiful, diverse, and everybody bringing their own gifts. Um, but it's we reflect often that there also is conflict and tension. You know? So it's not just like, okay, we all come together and there's just peace, that there's real conflict and tension. And, and it's not easy to work with people sometimes. And we have different personalities and everything. So it's it's understanding that it's it does take work. It takes patience and and gentleness and generosity and all these all these things that uh you know St. Bosco knew and lived from St. Francis de Sales and how okay, how difficult it could be, but how beautiful it is when it's lived honestly and and with with openness and and all that so i think we just yeah keep going keep going solution family and uh brother travis i'll give you the last word i don't know if you want a one last message to our solution family on the strena of where we're going this year and uh anything anything you want to say to, to wrap things up um going back to the images so there's one image that's like 100 people and i think 50 more like more than half of the people presented in the image are actual people like they're not just cartoon drawings to fill up a page like they're actual members of the solution family and there's that warmth of family that is an awesome thing and then if we go back to the the yeast and the bread you can have all the right ingredients together but if there is no warmth the yeast isn't activated mm. and so we need for our vocations in the solution family to know the warmth of our family 
towards each other and that that mercy and love of God that we can't be activated without that, no matter how good our intentions are. The recipe doesn't come to success without God's love and the love of our our brothers and sisters in every format and every reference of that word. And I think the last one is the gospel, the the story of the yeast. I think it's in Luke's gospel is directly after the story of the mustard seed. And our vocation as the Salesian family is our way of being yeast is watering the mustard seeds of our young people so that the kingdom of heaven arrives in them and they can teach us how to water and they can help us water the mustard seeds within ourselves. Amen. Love it. Incredible. Incredible. What so go, yeah, go check it out. The Strena for 2023. It's kind of our mission, our, our call invitation this year as a whole solution family. And uh, yeah, beautiful. We go together. So last thing, Brother Travis, if you can lead us out in prayer. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, thank you for the gift of this moment, this time, the gift of your love, the gift of your son, and the gift of this family. That is the Salesian family. Continue to surprise us with your love. And please don't let us underestimate that even the smallest things we have, you can take and transform as you did the mustard seed, as you've done the yeast. And then in the greatest way, all of this works in silence. So help us to be still in your presence. And we simply ask that Mary continue this prayer as we say, Mary, help the Christians. Pray, Pray for us. us. And St. John Bosco. Pray, Pray for us. Pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you, guys. And everybody, we will see you next week. I see Amy's smile getting bigger and bigger because Lent is on its way. Lent is on its way, her favorite season. So uh, not yet, two weeks away, but uh, we'll see you next week. God bless you, everybody. Strand of 2023. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye. Bye, brother.